Welcome to Daily Motivation, where you get motivated and inspired. What's wrong with men today? Men simply don't think. And it's about this that I want to talk with you. The opposite of courage in our society is not cowardice, it is conformity. And there you have the trouble today. It's conformity. People acting like everyone else, without knowing why, without knowing where they're going. Now we learn to read by the time we're seven. We learn to make a living by the time we're 25. Usually by that time we're not only making a living, we're supporting a family. And yet by the time we're 65, we haven't learned how to become financially independent in the richest land that has ever been known. Why? We conform. And the trouble is that we're acting like the wrong percentage group, the 95% who don't succeed. Now why do these people conform? Well, they don't know really. These people believe that their lives are shaped by circumstances, by things that happen to them, by exterior forces. They're outer-directed people. A survey was made one time that covered a lot of men, working men, and these men were asked this question. Why do you work? Why do you get up in the morning? 19 out of 20 had no idea. If you ask them, they'll say, everyone goes to work in the morning. And that's the reason they do it, because everyone else is doing it. Now let's get back to our definition of success. Who succeeds? The only man who succeeds is the man who is progressively realizing a worthy ideal. He's the man who says, I'm going to become this, and then begins to work toward that goal. A success is anyone who is doing deliberately a predetermined job because that's what he decided to do deliberately. But only one out of 20 does that. That's why today there isn't really any competition unless we make it for ourselves. Instead of competing, all we have to do is create. Have you ever wondered why so many men work so hard and honestly without ever achieving anything in particular and others don't seem to work hard and yet seem to get everything? They have the magic touch. You've heard them say that about someone. Everything he touches turns to gold. And have you ever noticed that a man who becomes successful tends to continue to become successful? And on the other hand, have you noticed how a man who is a failure tends to continue to fail? It's because of goals. Some of us have them, some don't. People with goals succeed because they know where they're going. The American economy today can be likened to a convoy in time of war. The entire economy is slowed down to protect its weakest link, just as the convoy had to go at the speed that would permit its slowest vessel to remain in formation. That's why it's so easy to make a living today. It takes no particular brains or talent to make a living and support a family today. So we have a plateau of so-called security, if that's what a person's looking for. But we do have to decide how high above this plateau we want to aim for. Now let's get back to the strangest secret in the world, the story that I wanted to tell you today. Why do men with goals succeed in life and men without them fail? Well, let me tell you something which, if you really understand it, will alter your life immediately. If you understand completely what I'm going to tell you from this moment on, your life will never be the same again. You'll suddenly find that good luck just seems to be attracted to you. The things you want just seem to fall in line. And from now on, you won't have the problems, the worries, the gnawing lump of anxiety that perhaps you've experienced before. Doubt, fear, well, they'll be things of the past. Here's the key to success and the key to failure. We become what we think about. Now let me say that again. We become what we think about. A man's life is what his thoughts make of it. Everything comes if a man will only wait. 
I have brought myself by long meditation to the conviction that a human being with a settled purpose must accomplish it and that nothing can resist a will that will stake even existence for its fulfillment. A man is what he thinks about all day long. The greatest discovery of my generation is that human beings can alter their lives by altering their attitudes of mind. We need only in cold blood act as if the thing in question were real and it will become infallibly real by growing into such a connection with our life that it will become real. It will become so knit with habit and emotion that our interest in it will be those which characterize belief. If you only care enough for a result, you will almost certainly attain it. If you wish to be rich, you will be rich. If you wish to be learned, you will be learned. If you wish to be good, you will be good. Only you must then really wish these things and wish them exclusively and not wish at the same time a hundred other incompatible things just as strongly. This episode is sponsored by Team Treehouse. Are you ready to launch your new career in coding? Treehouse has one of the best and most affordable online classrooms for you. At Treehouse, we've rethought the learning process and built a proven system to get you the skills and knowledge you need to achieve your goals. When you're done with a course, you haven't just watched a video, you learned, practiced, and absorbed a concept. Or choose to build a portfolio, create a network, and land your dream job with our boot camp style tech degree program. Land a dev job this year. Whatever your goal, we'll get you there. Get 50% off your first month as our podcast listener through our special discount link. Imagine if you wore the same clothes for 30 years, never took them off. You didn't wash them, didn't clean them. They would stink. They would be dirty. Nobody would want to be around you. That's what an old attitude does. A stale attitude pushes people away. A sour attitude will keep you from being promoted. A stinking attitude will stop dreams from coming to pass. Somebody's really stressed out. They're not stressed out for no reason. It's because they're focusing on something that makes them feel stressed. They often, when they're focusing on it, it changes the body. You start to feel tight. You start to feel a certain way. And then they use language like, I don't know what to do. Why am I so overwhelmed? So three things control how you feel every moment. What you focus on, what you do with your body. If your shoulders are down, if you're breathing like, ah, it's not hard to figure out. You're not gonna be in a very resourceful state. If I take that same person and I change their body radically, I get them to talk at a different tempo. I get them to move their body differently. We can all find a reason to live sour, to have a chip on our shoulders. You have to learn to let things go. What's happened in your past cannot stop what God has in your future. God wouldn't have allowed it if it was going to keep you from your destiny. But if we go around discouraged, why did it happen? Why did this door close? That's going to keep us from the new things God has in store. And the scripture says, the rain falls on the just and the unjust. Here's what part of it is. It's called the great war between good and evil. And there is a war on. The minute you were born, you got involved in the war between good and evil, between darkness and light between negative and positive, between evil and good, between tyranny and democracy, between weeds and human activity. I mean, the war is on. If good does not arouse itself and become active, guess what moves in? Evil. It's a war. 
a mental war, a physical war, a financial war between enterprise and ease, between accomplishment and failure. It's a war. When you're not sure what you're going to do, you're going to hesitate. And hesitation kills momentum. And momentum is what makes a, a sports team win. It's what makes an athlete, a business person win. When you get momentum, it's like it takes enormous energy to get a rocket out of our, you know, our gravitational pull of the Earth. But out of the solar system is easy. Once it has momentum, it takes less fuel, less energy. Starting a relationship, starting a business, changing your body, it takes so much in the beginning. But once you get going, it's actually really easy. In life, you're either going to a store, in a store, or you coming out. It's a part of life. There's no way around it. So just be careful not to allow the trials or the tribulations to consume you. I don't care if you're a billionaire, I don't care if you're a CEO of one of the most important companies, I don't care if you're an entertainer. Like, I don't care who you are. You can go to the moon. We all have problems. What I'm trying to tell you is this though. Problems are part of life, but guess what? They're not life. You gotta get focused, man. You gotta understand that this hard time that you're going through prepares you for the life God has for you. All the hard times, everything you ever thought you would not make it through, you got past it. Now, if you're currently going through something right now, guess what? You're going to get past that too. True discipline is not the easiest option. Most people would rather sleep until 10 o'clock than get up at 6. It's easier to go to bed late, sleep late, show up late, leave early. It's easier not to read. It's easier to turn on the television than to open a book. It's easier to do just enough than to do it all. Waiting is always easier than acting. Trying is always easier than doing. Imagine what life would be like if we didn't have to make our bed in the morning or keep our garage clean or pay our taxes or show up for work tomorrow. Wouldn't it be fascinating if we didn't have to do these things? Wouldn't it be fascinating? What do you suppose would become of us? You're right, not much. For whatever the reason, the system we live in and contribute to is designed to make the easiest things in life the most unprofitable. Profitable seems to be the most difficult. Our world is and always will be a constant battle between the life of ease and its momentary rewards and a life of discipline and its far more significant rewards. Each has its own price, the price of discipline or the price of regret. We will pay one or the other. What we wish we had done is the voice of regret speaking in a sorrowful tone at a time when there is no going back. This is regret. No second chance. No, what would I do differently? Choose one or the other, but both will have their price, the price of discipline or the price of regret. One costs pennies, the other a fortune. Thanks for listening. Kindly support the movement of this podcast by supporting us or subscribing to our premium content for more exclusive stuff. When you do so, you also get a shout out in our next episode. Thank you.